get goal orientated about what your content is. Work back from what that goal is. That means you're never going to be worried about what am I going to post? Is this interesting? Is this what Instagram wants? We're not doing it for Instagram. We're doing it for the person sitting there stressed about their receipts or looking to make sure they're professionalized their business and that you are that accounting expert that has that bookkeeping knowledge that's going to help provide that backbone of bookkeeping to their business. It's them we're speaking to, not our friends from school or previous colleagues. You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Zero. I use Zero's accounting and bookkeeping software to manage my clients' accounts, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, head over to zero.com with an X, and you can either start a free 30-day trial or sign up to Zero's partner program to join their amazing community, forward-thinking accountants and bookkeepers. Hi, and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Wood, and we're joined by Lucy Sheridan, the comparison coach. Hi, Lucy. How are you? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, we can't wait to have a chat today. Um, it's really lovely to see you, and we really, we really were excited to speak to Lucy, particularly because we. Um, we actually this morning, if you caught our bootcamp session this morning, we were speaking to Rebecca Williams, who is a bookkeeper in our community. She is really visible on social media. And, and we were talking about her amazing success story of building her practice and offering new services by collaborating with other people in the success lounge and bringing other people into the business. Um, but when you heard Rebecca talking about being on YouTube and having a TikTok channel and and, she, you know, she's grown a big audience you might be thinking, I need to do something like that, but I don't know where to start. I don't, someone's already doing it. Maybe I can't do that too. And we just thought Lucy's the perfect person to come in and have a chat with us today. So Lucy, um, can you start by telling us a little bit about your background and what you do? Yeah, of course. So I am the world's first and only comparison coach. So my work is entirely focused on helping people stop comparing themselves or their work to other people who or where they think they should be or perhaps even to a past self. And I've been in business for 10 years this coming October. Before then, I was a brand strategist for prestige brands. So worked across all sorts of sectors. Wow. Wow. I didn't realise. 10 years. Oh, congratulations. That's Wait, like, like, I know. I think you need to have a party, don't I? I know. I think you do. I think you do. <laughs> so thinking about comparison, I mean, I love the fact that that's your focus because it really does take over so many people's lives. And I don't actually think we're always recognising when it's showing up when it does. So yeah. what's the psychology behind, you know, why we compare ourselves to others? And I loved you even said even comparing ourselves to a previous version of ourselves yeah yeah that um it, that's one that kind of like people don't necessarily notice as much because so many people are used to comparing to other people I guess when it comes to like why we do it or psychology it's there it goes back to primal times really so let's say back in you know ancient times when humans were marauding hordes um kind of grouped together and needing to stay together for safety not only from a, a point of view as you know hunting for saber to hunting saber tooth tigers rather than being hunted by them be able to have enough to eat and play a part in their contribution comparison is a really helpful tool that we had because we can rank and understand our strengths in the group and then we could know who was stronger at something where our strengths were or even to stay out of someone's way if we wanted to stay in the group as well because to not be in the group would have meant almost like certain death and being kind of slung out on our ear roll so that comparison very much kind of you know served a purpose for us take it up to today and the ranking and understanding you know our progress or maybe where gaps are 
can be helpful information, but unfortunately, not just because of um, social media, but unfortunately, because of the modern age that we're in, we're not necessarily using it to make really positive, you know, um, logical judgments with that information. We're making that information about what, how, you know, what we judge from comparing ourselves. We're making it mean something about us, mean something about other people, and often mean something about, you know, how we're not enough, we're not doing enough, and that how the gaps there aren't opportunities. The gaps are actually failing on our part. So unfortunately, it's kind of, you know, we don't have the saber-toothed tigers to worry about um, these days, but there are other threats that maybe don't have such big teeth. Oh my gosh, the like. I love this, um, not seeing it as an opportunity, but seeing it as a reason why we're further behind yeah. other people. Um, I think that is, uh, I hadn't seen it like that. And that's just because I think Joe and I always think, well, if someone's up here, we can get up there too. But yeah. we forget that it so easily holds us back from, and we think, well, we, we just can't. Yeah, it, it depends what day it is as well. There'll be some days when it's a case of, oh, I've got a way to go, but okay, I'll get stuck in, I'll have a rest day and I'll start again tomorrow. Um, so we'll, you know, all like you said, we'll see, that, look, that's the destination, that's the middle, that's where we're going. But it kind of, it can, it can depend on sort of like how we're doing on any given day, but also like our mindset any given time. And that's why how we compare is as individual as we are. What's, um, what kind of things do we need to be thinking about, um, about I think we worry a lot about social media so as bookkeepers um you know we first of all a lot of bookkeepers don't want to use social media they're definitely people who have resisted working with us because they think oh they're going to make me use social media um and really we're not really what we're really going to do is just get you thinking about how you're going to market yourself and grow your business and and social media plays a part in that today for you know for most people and most businesses um but we worry about it and then think well I need to suddenly become I need to have this enormous audience or become an influencer or something. But really, we don't. Really, we just need to have yeah. an audience of people who are interested. What, how do, what do we need to have in mind when we start out on this journey of using social media? Well, I think that's it, Zoe, and you really hit on something there. So we think that when we're on, when we, there's, we think that we're either not on social media or an influencer and there's nothing in between. But actually, there's a whole scale. So, for example, if you don't want to be on TikTok, don't even download the app. But what I would say is because there's such choice today, we get to choose. And ultimately, if we're not choosing, you know, a, a way of being on social media, we're not choosing success. We're not choosing reaching our goals because these free resources are there to help us get our businesses where we want to be. So what I would say is um, before you even kind of like think about whether you're going to be doing reels or singing or not, whatever, which you don't have to do any of that. I would have a bit of an audit and look at like making almost like a marketing manifesto. I will and I won't but I'm open to anything in the middle. So I will not point and sing on Reels or TikTok, but I will share tips in kind of like with a cup of tea or I won't even show my face. If you get clear on what your parameter is, you'll know where your strengths are. And that means you're not gonna, like the self nasties can't get in about you not doing enough or you're not mastering things. Because the role is not to be, pro I mean, the, the job or, is, or the aim is not to be prolific. The job is to do enough to be in the mix so that we're chosen. Because social media has so many clues and cues that take us back to like a popularity contest at school. Mm -hmm. That's the bit of us that's coming up. Like when I'm worried about that and not fitting in, I'm not nearly 40 year old Lucy with 10 years in business, 10 years in strategy. I'm like nine, that's it, you know? And so if we can acknowledge that, like I say, make our own rules, stay true to those and our values and then decide where we go from there. That means that we get to choose how social media works for us. And it's then that I would say to make sure we're looking at social media like it's a bouquet. 
of an audience rather than Instagram is a STEM, LinkedIn is a STEM, my podcast is a STEM. It's looking at those things together and how they become an audience. Because one thing can often, you know, one post or one bit of content thing we want to write or share can be transferred across them all. And when we start to look at it like that, so we can get really clever to use the, you know, word that you used in your brilliant videos before, be really effective with our time. So decide the role you want it to play, stick to those choices and throw yourself at what your choices are. So for example, mine are Instagram is the forerunner. Um, because that's my favorite, but I will share, and then email is my second, but I will share content from both those things, both of those, that, that tiny bouquet, the, those two stems, I will share across all my other audiences. And what does that ultimately mean? My LinkedIn profile, because LinkedIn is where the business of business is done. So I'll say for uh, we as bookkeepers and supporter bookkeepers, you've got to be on there. It, the opportunities are so brilliant. Something like only 15% of people with an account actually post on LinkedIn. So the opportunity to see in your reach is incredible. But so again, that kind of back to me, um, my Instagram, and then I have my emails and I have like LinkedIn, my personal Facebook page, my business Facebook page. And that's my bouquet. And I am putting like one singular message out. All, all over those things consistently. But I'm not waking up in the morning thinking, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do to get some likes today? I'm thinking about what is my end of month goal? And currently I know that I would love to sign up two private six month clients um, for me because one-to-one is where my focus is going right now. So I know it's the 6th of July, I have all this time to go about uh, looking at creating opportunities and doing as much as I can to be in the next to get those two clients. And I work back from that. So if that's the goal I want to um, achieve by the end of the month, what does that mean if I go eeny, meeny, miny, mo to this coming seven days, what do I need to be posting saying, reinforcing and repeating because repetition is such a big part of thriving on social media. People like people think they have to be innovative and dynamic and eye-catching. Leave innovation to Apple, okay? For us that want to make sure that we are building brilliant, you know, um, businesses and bookkeeping businesses that are providing excellence and satisfaction to our clients, repetition is such a big part of it. So to summarize, decide on your bouquet decide what you will and what you won't do because hun like i say i'm i'm nearly i'm 14 a month i'm not going on tiktok i downloaded the instagram threads this morning without even knowing what it was thinking i better get my username but you know what fresh hell is this i don't know if it's going to tend to my favorite thing or i'm never going to touch it but it's in the mix so i'm saying what i will and won't do i won't necessarily dance or point and stuff you don't have to either it might be your favorite thing go for it your clients will love it if they're the right match for you so decide on that bouquet and then get goal orientated about what your content is work back from what that goal is that means you're never going to be worried about what am i going to post is this interesting is this what instagram wants we're not doing it for instagram we're doing it for the person sitting there stressed about their receipts or looking to make sure they're professionalized their business and that you are that accounting expert that has that bookkeeping knowledge that's going to help provide that backbone of bookkeeping to their business it's them we're speaking to not our friends from school or previous colleagues Oh, Lucy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so amazing. I could just listen to you forever. I'm like loving the whole idea of this manifesto of like, these are my, you know, these are the boundaries that I'm setting. No one else. No one else is involved. And I think sometimes we need to do that. We need to come back, put the blinkers on. Yeah. I think 
because what we're doing, we're spending all the time sniffing, I'm going to sniffing other people's bouquets. Yeah. Are looking, oh, what are you up to? Oh, well, how, how many stems have you got? Oh, should yeah. my bouquet looks really small now compared to you? This is what we're doing all the time yeah. rather than just like really being proud of what we're doing and consistently yeah. doing it. Um, and oh, I'm, I'm loving the idea of just knowing if you're, if you're doing what you say you're happy to do, then yeah. that's good. Then that's okay. Yeah. Because we're keeping up as well. Yes, absolutely. And and the thing is, um, we were speaking, me and Zoe this morning, about someone that said something to Zoe in a play park that was a bit mean and just was she was just trying to say, I'm a better parent than you. Oh, I see about that, Snow. A bit just toad. What a toad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. I, my little boy fell over in the skate park. He is only four. He hurt his lip. He was bleeding. And another mum said, I don't let my kids go on those concrete roads. It's like, he's four. He's going to have a Would you like a tissue? Is there anything I could do? Yeah. Can I call somebody? No, I'm going to just let you know that I'm a bit like, I've I've got different. So what, I, what made me think is that, I mean, she definitely has got some issues because she had to declare that. Yeah. But when we have... When when we have like uh, values and things that we really strongly believe, and especially maybe around our children or family mm. or something or uh, our dogs or cats, whatever, yeah. it is, you're really happy in that. But because social media is like a new thing, we're not really sure what what are our like what are our um, non negotiables and what are we happy with, and and it kind of yeah. it does it brings up that nine year old child of all of these, you know, maybe. I know going going and being made to audition for a play or something and standing in the middle of the stage yes. or stand up and read a chapter from a book. It feels like we're being it's just right back, isn't it? And and oh. I think that's it as well in terms of those of those of us that are in the professional sphere, especially bookkeepers, where there are high levels of accountability, precision and responsibility. Perhaps you've always worked for yourself, or perhaps you've come from a corporate background or a team background, and you're taught to communicate in a certain way. It was an element of let the data speak for itself, complete the task, and that's it done. Lots of emails, no having to kind of be, be seen, really. And I mean, very literally observed and, you know, heard for what you're saying. That was really easy to not hide, but there'd just be no requirement. And I think when we get to the point where we know there is the requirement, even though if we're really honest, we may not love that, is that, you know, we kind of feel like, why can't I do it? You know, oh, God, I really don't want to do it. I just got to get around to it. And we know the task itself of being online and, taking part and joining in because that's what social media is it's really joining in and um, we know that if we do um join in there are great things on the other side of it for us because you know at the very least we get to go to bed at night thinking i did something for my business today i did something really tangible for my business today i know i may have liked it and the views might be low but tomorrow i'm going to do the same i'm going to do something for my business today but where we we think social media is too busy and too complicated and there's too much going on but I think actually the root of our resistance, if we're really honest with ourselves, is that when we post on social media or we go live or we, you know, write a short paragraph with some helpful information on it to give value, what we're really saying to the world around us, to our potential customers, to our friends and our family, to our past colleagues, what we're really saying is, look at me. And no one is encouraged to say that from a young age. It's don't be a show off. Can you just wait? It's not your turn. And then here we are where we have to take every turn. Every turn's our turn. We have to kind of, you know, be saying enough that we get the right amount of attention because our business depends on it. So if you're feeling like the heebie-jeebies about it, I just want to send you like love, solidarity and compassion. 
because not as you know if it was as simple as knowing how to use the app you'd figure it out your bookkeepers you're smart you know you figure you figure puzzles out all the live long day but we know if we're really honest that that's such a small part of it so that's actually where the work um which doesn't have to be like very laborious but that's where if we can pour that focus into ourselves to dissolve that fear around look at me that's when the handbrake comes off and that's actually really I think where we need to put our attention even though it might be very very tender to, to really admit that oh that is yes I get I used to be called a show off I think Joe's had this as well before yeah. and um as you know as a child but by, by my mum and, and I think that was just I think probably most children or most people in our generation felt it's that a, and it's a natural exuberance isn't it because you know w- what's great about like you know I'm sure if you've kind of um been even just like at a friend's party and there have been young kids um running around yeah they're playing games and such but often doing dance routines and they're sharing them together and there's this lovely kind of feeling of like showing themselves and being an expression you know my generation which I think we kind of probably are in the same generation definitely um that just was not there you know can you use your inside voice things like that like if you're going to talk can it be at least be quiet and they didn't know what they were doing but that's why I think especially if you are kind of in your 30s or into your 40s or past that it's so alien for us it's so alien for us I don't mean past it I mean past that age by the way I just want to clarify that when we recognize that we are we are past that age it's so alien for us that it does feel like it's kind of a different world actually we're as welcome in that world as others are we don't have to kind of like conform to trends but again it's like if you can't do it for yourself do it for your business just like you would you know because when you do it for your business you do it for your dogs your kids your family your future holidays paying the mortgage paying hmrc bookkeepers Woo, go rules um like if that's it when like look at if we can look at the bigger picture that also make things a bit um a bit easier too because I'm, you know, you're not doing it to be like everyone look at me. Let's let how have my Wembley moment. It's a case of if I reach those goals, it changes what summer looks like for me. If I reach those goals, oh my gosh, I've just done the maths. We could take the kids to Disneyland next year. We could do it. It'd be tight, but we could do it. That's the sort of stuff which means that life rearranges itself. That's actually what I think is life changing. That mm-hmm. and, and if we when we really boil it down to that, it's always going to be worth it to have that courage. It's not about being brave. It's about having a teaspoon of courage, just enough courage to do it, even though we feel a bit nervous. You don't have to have a personality transplant or anything like that. It's about having just enough courage to do the minimum, even though what that new minimum is, even though we might feel a bit unsettled, it is possible. And it's a process as well. Especially those of us that maybe aren't comfortable speaking up or just would much rather stick to our spreadsheets or written word. You know, we, we can work around what our strengths are too. Oh, yeah, I love this. So if you are one of those people who is uh, not confident and need, and is finding that little bit of courage, what, how would you suggest people get started with social media? What, what's the first thing? Well, what I would say is choose your least favourite. I mean, sorry, choose your, you know, your most favourite, like, you, you know, you're the one you, you don't like the least. Choose your favourite one. And I would say just start in terms of, I'll be more specific than that, no announcement have a look at kind of something that's done well or something that you just feel compelled to share. Maybe it's some data that's come up. Maybe you look after a lot of salon owners in your um, uh, your um, your booking practice. Maybe you look after a lot of online fashion retailers in your, book, your booking practice. You go on like the business of fashion LinkedIn um, 
page and share an article the business of fashion shared recently so it's interesting to see this coming through because across you know this is something that my clients are a bit worried about at the moment have an opinion it's not just about creating it's about curating be seen to be the one that, you know we'll all have people in whatsapp groups that like share really cool stuff whether it's the funniest memes or the best music or like lovely recipes like be known for what you're able to spot and pass on for people and then eventually you will build your creating credentials but in terms of like getting started as well as I think back to what those goals are when I think about my goals two and um, six month clients before the end of um, July I need to be telling people kind of what my opinions are the style of how I work what I'm like what I'm not like on repeat they don't need to know that I've got two golden retrievers one of the, which is asleep right now the other one's somewhere else they don't need to know that I live in the peaks or that I love to make a Negroni on a Saturday night they need to know what's going to help them make a decision it's doing enough to be in the mix again it's not about a popularity contest about producing so much that we're so famous for everywhere or um um, you know, doing so much that no one else stands a chance. We don't want to be the one top favourite because I don't think any, I don't think they exist anymore. They may be doing that, you know, in some cases. We want to be in the mix of faves of people that like they know that when they see some content from us or they get an invitation to reach out, there'll be good quality there. There'll be, re be reassurance there that they can kind of get a vibe about what we're like as well. And we have to be in that mix of faves. That is, that is almost like the goal because every market is saturated every market has different players and the only the kind of the antidote to that is you doing enough to show up and be in the mix we know that as business owners especially bookkeepers being so booking being so relationship focused it's such an important element of a business just like Amazon is trying to get us to basket the whole time with you buying, you know, um, vitamins or socks or, you know, fancy kind of stuff for a party, you're doing an Amazon haul. If you look at your Amazon app next time you're on there, everything on Amazon is geared up to get you to basket. Think about us as bookkeepers wanting to thrive on social media. Everything should be geared up to get people to inquire or to talk to you. Once the conversation happens, the business happens. I find that. Once I speak to someone, I get a feel of, what they're like, what their challenges are, and what they what it will ask of me. I come alive, then I write a proposal, then it goes from there. But I'm not trying to get people, I'm on social media. Uh, the role it plays for me is I'm doing enough on social media to mean that we when I say get in touch, like, yes, I will. Getting to the, that inquiry, getting, you know, that's the equivalent of baskets. We know that when the conversation happens and humans come together in that form, then really great things can happen from there. So again, like I say again, but can we see how these simple goals can focus our energy, focus our intention, focus what apps we use and when, what we say on them, in what way and when, and, and, and you know, really kind of go back to that repetition as well, because it can be complicated. And that's why I say streamline, 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 and lead with your objectives. Oh, it's so, it's so interesting, isn't it? How, um, how it, it does come up time and time again with the fact, so we have questions a lot about the fact, so maybe you've, you've chosen your platform. So maybe your platform is Facebook and then you go, we get this, um, should I be posting as me or should I be posting as my purse and uh, my business page? Yeah. Because there's an old boss from years ago and I don't really want him seeing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, and we or you know, or there's a family member. All When we start posting, you know, how important is it to be us and get over the fear of, because some people are like, well, I can get on social media, but please can I be behind a logo yeah. and behind my business brand? 
but we do tend to see that that doesn't have the same results. It, it doesn't. And in fact, whenever I kind of help people overhaul their social media, I will kind of in the clearest, I mean, obviously a client's a client, so we back them. But in the clearest terms, I will say switch to a profile picture, which is like face on and like a, a coloured background or just a blank background, not necessarily the selfie in the pub or kind of even the headshot with you against a bookcase. I would say switch that almost immediately. It's been shown that it has, you know, time and time again, has something like 80% more standout in a feed that's there. I would also say if you are working up to showing yourself, work up to it. So things like you could um, post like, you know, rather than doing like a selfie or talking to camera about, hi, I'm just going through this like profit and loss. Oh my goodness, it's setting my life on fire. Let's go, Woo biscuits you know like uh what's happening here um because obviously you'd want to have like a lovely grounded energy because you're a bookkeeper and it's you know such an important role but it could be a case of you could um you know you you could occasionally have a linkedin post which is something like crikey you know where's this week gone this is what i'm working on today if you see me on here on linkedin tell me to get off tell me to get off or you might come in at the end of the day at the end of the week saying I've barely been on LinkedIn this week because I've been working on these projects. feels so good to get them ticked off. Now for a dog walk and maybe a glass of wine. Have a great weekend, everyone. It's very, it's friendly. It's approachable. It's not too in your face. Um, but equally, it's like bringing through personality. So if you can bring people in in that sense, that can be really helpful. As well, things like people love to know where people are based. You know, obviously, we in the UK, we have the biggest working from home culture in, in Europe, I think, perhaps even the world. So, you know, if it's a case of you going to a coffee shop to help with some client work or you're, you know, making some social media posts, perhaps like in your sister-in-law's house, whatever, don't be afraid to show kind of like, show where you're working from at any point or show yourself out getting the coffee or getting the dog walk that's in there even for people that are really really scared about kind of showing that element themselves there's something which is personable which we can all feel like that feels safe for us and actually if you use this as a bit of an awareness exercise and look at the people you like following on social media the people you invest in that are on your team whether it's software or literally people you know where you kind of get your holidays from right through to who's going to come and do your roof or etc there is a strong element of personality that's there in some way, even if it's how they sign off their emails or they sign off their social media posts. So again, this is about joining in. Find your way. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say sweetheart and babes and hun. I'm not going to talk like I do on WhatsApp. What I'm going to do is um, keep it conversational. How do we keep it conversational? You can literally use the notes app on your phone and say into the dictation function, what it is you want to write rather than uh, kind regards if you could kindly here find three carousels about um, three mistakes that people make when they're approaching a bookkeeper thank you so much you keep me in the loop or rather you know if you think about how you'd say it and literally write or interpret it in that way you'll find an ease comes with the chime because this is something that I um I find comes up a lot when I help people. We're used to kind of taught how to communicate or how to write or communicate to pass an exam in school. This is prose, this is punctuation, this is what the examiner's looking for, etc. This is to get this group report in. Well, come on, kids, it's got to look like this. And then maybe we go into further education and then we learn to write in essays and you know, again learn to write in project styles. And then we get our first jobs, and then if they're in corporate or organizations, we're taught how we email clients or how we sign things off or how how we email the boss versus how we email the colleague and then you kind of start working for yourself as a bookkeeper and you're like where's the middle ground I want to be friendly I want clients to know that they can trust me and that it's gonna be a lovely jovial human experience but I don't want to overstep the mark 
you've got to trust yourself to know what that line is but it's often somewhere in the middle of dead friendly and in your face and um dead uptight you want to kind of find that middle ground that's where the sweet spot is <laughs> yeah that's really interesting um because offline joe and i were having a chat about managing people and the way that bookkeepers yeah. maybe talk to their clients in a certain way as a business mm -hmm. owner but then speak to their employees in a similar way but actually you know you have to adapt your tone to the expectations yeah. and what that person needs from you so when right. you know we, we talk all the time about how and we did it last night if you were in the six figure bookkeepers club at 6 30 last night we were talking about joe's bookkeeping service and how she talks to the client about the value and the way to have a, a value-based conversation is to talk to them as a business owner and say i'm a business owner too i'm at yeah. the table with you i'm not your employee yeah. I'm here with you at your level to have this yeah. conversation. And then it's a different dynamic than if you go in as the, oh, you know, I'll just, you know, I'm yeah. an employee. Yeah, like tell me what to do. And I think that's it because business owners, we business owners have a lot on our plate and that includes all of us here as well as our clients. I think especially if you follow a company of one model like I do, that's a great book by Paul Jarvis, Company of One. Um, it means that, you know, you might have um, professional relationships that are set up. But ultimately, it isn't an employee status where people have to come and report to you and there's appraisals. So they kind of keep levels to a point. So it's uh, things like especially with bookkeepers, make sure your clients know that you preempt and anticipate what their needs are. Because that makes it a given. If they've had a bad experience with a bookkeeper before who kind of let things slide or that, you know, they led led to kind of upsetting letters from HMRC, et cetera, and bits of bother, which, you know, might be nothing um, to some people, but can completely derail a day or a project. You know, if your finances aren't in, in order, you're in big trouble, basically. Um, if, for example, they've had bad experiences provide and talk about communicate that re and reassure them about what it's like to work with you and um, so things like every client has an easy one-stop folder so don't worry about having to send me kind of um, you know envelopes of things are in this way or um, don't worry about having to remember when things are coming up because we'll automate deadline um, reminders for you. Think about all the things that are stressed out, that, that client is stressing out about, just show, and say just, but make sure you're showing them and, and posting about on social media some of the basics about how you do business. So it might be, you know, when they choose, when you choose us as a bookkeeper, there are no surprises. Like we are boringly predictable. You, you know, we strive that you'll never get a letter from HMRC you weren't anticipating. We'll We'll make sure that every time that you have had a loss, that there's a rebate on the way. We'll make sure you have plenty of time. We'll make sure we know when your holidays are so we're not bothering you when account, you know, when we need to um, have this these bookkeeping elements ready for your wider accounts. Like show, show people that can be relied on because that's what I know certainly that's what I bought when I bought kind of like into my bookkeeper and, and the accounting service. I was like, I'm too busy to know all of that stuff. But HMRC don't care, they just want the cash. So knowing that my lovely um, financial support, Caroline, is on it makes a huge difference to me. And also knowing that I can WhatsApp her if I've like, have I got the wrong end of the stick? I've got the right end of the stick. You know, it's that sort of approachability. If that's available to your clients, they need to know that because oh. it's the, this is the modern way of doing business, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about that. It's all about the relationship. And also recognising that our clients are most probably going through this comparisonitis thing yeah. as well with with other competitors and being able to have a conversation with them yeah. about that if we if we find ourselves on social media and we're scrolling and we see now the beauty uh, it can be a blessing and a curse because yeah. Zoe and I have created this amazing community 
And it means we're all friends and we do also, you know, always talk about, you know, it's about collaboration over competition yeah, yeah. and let's share best practice and everything. But if you're having a bit of a bad day, and I loved you yeah. said that, you know, this can come up. Some days it'll be there and other days you won't even notice it because you're in a yeah. better place. But if you're scrolling and you see that someone else has done something that maybe um, you start having feelings about, you start getting that little thing in your belly, like mm. oh, whatever it's coming up. You know, how can we how can we deal with it? How can we kind of decompress the situation? Mm. I've noticed that sometimes, and me and Zoe have talked about this, the fact that sometimes I might see someone talk about something and maybe it's just I'm, I actually I actually respect everything they're doing. There's nothing wrong. Mm. But sometimes it, I feel like a little bit of a trigger and I don't know why it is. Mm. And I haven't been able to unpack it, but I just what I've been doing because I have, you know, I, I follow loads of people. Sometimes I, I'm just gonna unfollow. I don't know, I haven't got time yeah. to really go and get counselling and figure out why that person... <laughs> yeah. what, what, what is what should we is that a good way of doing it or is that me ignoring something that I should be bringing up or you know how should we be doing because I'm sure everyone at some point looks at something and goes oh god that's not making me feel great it's not it's not raising my frequency it's not helping mm -hmm. my energy levels how should we deal with that well, the excellent question, and I think there are kind of two parts to it. In the in the first instance, we do need like methods or techniques that just take the sting out of it, because that's the thing about comparison, peeps, isn't it? That, like you said, it starts in the tummy. It starts to feel quite physical, quite fit quickly. Cortisol starts running around before you know it. There can even be like a bit of a red mist. The heartbeat can even, you know, on a bad day, heartbeat can even start a bit there and can feel quite derailing. So, a couple of things I would say. In that first instance, you can say, good for you and the same for me. Good for you and the same for me. Because you can't be in support of someone and angry at them and yourself at the same time. So it's a good override there. That's a good kind of reset of the system. You can It can mean that you can leave that comparison in the moment as opposed to it perhaps leaking into the rest of your day or even the rest of your week or the project you're working on, et cetera, and you, you, the goals you're working towards. Second one is um, that whenever we kind of like, we're feeling that comparison is can take us, you know, leave the phone, leave the laptop, even leave the room. Let's say, you know, you're in a, a restaurant or something and someone says something you're like, well, I think I need a moment to myself, go to the, the um, go to the, you know, uh, the bathroom quickly or something. And what I would advise you do is put your two left fingers on your neck. So it can be like you're feeling your pulse, like you see people do on the telly. And then put your hands on your heart. And you will literally feel your life force. You will feel that pulse, which is delivering the blood all around your system, which is keeping you here. And then we can say things to ourselves like we would do to best mate. You're safe. You're all right, kid. This was a hard moment, but you're right here. You're right here. And everything's okay right here. And just fill your body with oxygen. And why this is helpful in the moment is because when we get into comparison, like you kind of intimated a bit, Joe. We start to feel a little bit unsettled, and I don't know if anyone here has seen the um, the Wizard of Oz, but there's this bit like about halfway through where these flying monkeys kind of come in, and it's really quite scary. That's how I compare what comparison feels like. I am actually flying around outside myself somewhere. I am not right here, and so it's really important that we we do come back in that moment. So short term to kind of dissolve it away in the moment, that can be really helpful. It means that you don't necessarily have to be hitting the mute or unfollow button. In the longer term, how we sustain it is having the courage to look at what's really going on. So in this moment, when I see that and it makes me feel a bit, you know, unsettled or envious or like it's not fair, 
what's really going on with me? So if I see someone has like won an amazing um, bookkeeping award, like bookkeeper of the year for my region, and I didn't even know there were, these awards were going on, what does this tell me? Well, it has nothing to do with my abilities versus that person's abilities. They won the award fair and square. But maybe I need to pay a bit more attention and do a bit more research about what awards are out in my industry that I should be going for. How can I diarise those that I do that do that so that I can get a bit of recognition? Because I think that recognition is going to really help my um, company. I think the team will be delighted as well. We've been working so hard. So the comparison in that moment when we see someone's won that kind of like I say regional bookkeeper award has nothing to do with the fact that we're not good enough and everything to do with the fact that aha interesting I'm maybe not paying attention to what I need to do to get there so what's my plan now that requires a bit longer to do that because comparison is smart like we are and it's like a muscle memory, you know, a bit like I know exactly what to press on my phone to dial my um, code in. Or I know exactly at night time what I need to press, like, you know, hand to turn the lamp off. It's like it's the muscle memory that's there. We all have it. So we have to kind of reprogram it to a point. But it's worth it. Now, it might be that the end result is that comparison doesn't go away completely. But a great result for comparison, knowing it's dissolved and you're really getting there, is that you just don't care that much anymore. Like you either don't notice people posting about awards if you do like, yeah, fair play. Or that, you know, when comparison comes up, it's kind of over before it starts. It kind of flares up and then like, you know, firework it's out and it really spreads out between those occurrences. And I would say that's what comparison free success looks like. It means that occasionally you are still affected. You go back to the tools that work that, you know, really keep you in your own lane. And you kind of stick at it and hold the intention that you're not going to be that person that can't be helped, that can't get behind other people. You are going to be that person that can get behind yourself. Oh, I love this. And I think that that, you know what, well, that's so much about what we do in, in our community around collaboration yeah. and like pulling each other up and helping people get to, I, I suppose it's like, um, you know, Joe and I've had a lot of opportunities, obviously, because of the Bookkeepers podcast to speak on stages and things. But we're always thinking, right, who are the next people? Who are we going to bring along with us? And I think that that's been really important. And it could be quite easy for us to go, no, we'll like, you yeah. know, um, and that's just not us. That's not, that's not <laughs> for us. Um, but it, it's really interesting because we know so many people here support one another. And that's what we're all really about, really. So maybe we yeah. can carry that through to what we're yeah. doing on social media, too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do that so well such a good vibe oh thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with us Lucy it's my been great pleasure. my pleasure thank you so much for having me it's been really good fun to be back again oh it's lovely and thanks everyone who's joined us this Thursday afternoon today we've only got one session of bookkeepers boot camp left we're back oh, it's gone so quickly <laughs> we're back at 6 30 tonight in the six figure bookkeepers club where we're answering your questions so if you got involved in our competition before boot camp and asked a question by email we'll be answering those tonight and mm. any other question you come and bring along to the chat anything that you've got about the six month success program as well we'll be there answering questions tonight at 6 30 um I think that's all Lucy can you tell us how people can connect with you and find out more about what you do sure well I'm at Lucy Sheridan on Instagram and if you kind of um, type that into LinkedIn as well and request to connect I'd love to see you over there too like I say LinkedIn is such a lovely vibey place these days <laughs> my pleasure thanks very much for the lovely feedback um friends I really appreciate it so glad I was able to help today Oh, thank you, Lucy. There's a lot of love in the comments. Everyone is really feeling like you're, you're just, 
your warmth and connection is amazing. And I think we all feel like better people after this. <laughs> oh, bless you. So, oh, thank you so much. We'll see you all later on at 6.30 right. for our final session. Take care. Okay. See you Bye. next time. Bye, folks. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Bookkeepers podcast. Why not join us in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club at sixfigurebookkeeper.club or visit our website sixfigurebookkeeper.com.